Welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Tummelson, and in this podcast, we talk about all things that I am an expert in or have an interest in, such as language learning, health and fitness, global and societal issues, or whatever I feel like talking about on that particular day. All right, enjoy. Hello, hello, everyone. I've talked a lot on this podcast about social media, about the pros and cons of social media, particularly about Instagram. Instagram is the social media platform that I've used the most over the last three years. I've used my own personal Instagram account to promote my fitness business, to post workouts. I've used Keep Talking's Instagram to do our podcast and a lot of other stuff. And I've been on Instagram every day for three years, whatever now, right? I'm on it all the time. I don't think that my use of it is as addictive or as bad as a lot of people's, but at the same time, it gets bad, or at least it has a negative effect on me. And I always like to put out episodes like this every now and then just to keep sort of reminding people and remind myself that of kind of the dangers of this world that we live in with social media. Because there, there's one thing that I was thinking about right now that I feel like is the worst, like the worst impact that Instagram has had on me, okay? Because I've, I've you know, I've talked a lot about the negative impacts of Instagram, the good and the bad. You know, I've talked about in recent episodes how Instagram had become like a porn app for me because you know, I was just like all these beautiful women are popping up and I can't get my eyes off of it. I'm just like, well, I want to look at girls instead of do anything productive with my life. Yes, I've talked before on here about how I've used Instagram in the past as a dating app, quote unquote, which, you know, <laughs> again, we could debate the pros and cons. Everything in this world has some pros and cons and it's nuanced usually. Um, but I've talked a lot about a lot of these negative aspects because ultimately, for the most part, I would say when it comes to the sexuality of Instagram and other social media, if I can call it that, the effect is more negative than positive on most of us. Even like in the, the fitness space, for example, a lot of people are selling their bodies or selling you know transformations. Like essentially you have fitness trainers who are doing nothing but posting pictures of their bodies, which is not typically a healthy way to do it because... Number one, it sets them up for a tough time going forward. They then have to maintain that image because all of their value comes in the image of their body. And then number two, because it kind of shames some people away from it. We could argue the pros and cons of whether or not it's it's a smart idea to sort of like make people feel bad by showing off how ripped and strong you are or whatever. Um, but it's not typically the best way to sell fitness. And it's also, it's definitely not a good way to sell fitness oftentimes by doing like a transformation picture. Oh, look, my client lost 20 pounds in 30 days or something ridiculous like that. It's not a sustainable way to do it typically, right? And then you have, you know, girls in particular, it happens with some guys as well who are on social media you know, essentially fitness influencers that are just posting their bodies and really don't know hardly anything about how to help people with fitness, you know? And I would even say that I maybe fell into this category a few years ago because I, you know, knew enough about how to get myself to where I wanted with my fitness, but I mean, I couldn't really help other people that much because I didn't have that much experience working with other people. I didn't understand other people. I understood myself, okay? But it's a totally different thing helping someone else get to a place with their fitness as opposed to just helping yourself. You have to take into account a lot of different factors. And so that's just one example of how the sexiness of Instagram is 
it's it's overblown. You know, you have people who are the most popular people in the fitness space just because they're the sexiest people, but not necessarily because they know how to help other people with their fitness. Then you have the issue with low self-esteem. This is particularly a problem for, you know, young young girls, you know, they see all these other beautiful possibly fake women on Instagram. Same problem that I have when I'm scrolling and I can't stop looking. Like it's a problem for the guys and the girls. The girls get discouraged because there's like, well, how could I possibly look like that? Are there really all these other amazing beautiful women out there? No, there's not. There's, this is Instagram. There's filters. Half the stuff is fake. I don't even know, right? Um, and so we know that that has a huge problem on the mental health of young girls and and boys and guys. Okay, see, this is a problem for all ages, even 34-year-old men like myself. We look at Instagram and we see, because who are the people that we typically follow on social media, regardless of who we are? We typically follow people who we think have a slightly higher status than us. Does that make sense? And so what that does a lot of times is it puts us into a position of low self-esteem where we're always saying, oh my God, that other person looks like, looks like being the keyword, they're crushing it in life. What am I doing with my life? I must be failing. I must, you know, when really that's probably not the case. In the real world, we see people more for what they are. We realize that, oh, okay, you're not as amazing and beautiful as you look on social media and your life is not going as well as it looks on social media. So this is just, there's a lot of aspects of it that really negatively affect our mental health. However, there is one that I swear, one aspect of it that I swear, at least as I think through this right now, is worse than any other aspect of this time that I've spent on Instagram for me. And that is the fact that I really struggle to sit still and complete a task that takes a decent amount of time. And it shouldn't be this way because everything everything about me is very healthy. Like I'm in probably better physical health than I've ever been. I get very good sleep. Um, you know, everything about me right now is is healthy. And I'm certainly, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm stupid. It's not like I've gotten whacked in the head or like lost brain cells. You know, I'm as, as smart as I've ever been at any point in my life. You know, there's no issue there. It's not a true mental issue. But what happens when I get into a task, sure, if I absolutely have to, I can finish a task. You know, like if it's a work-related task and I need to work on it for two full hours, I can finish the task in general. But if I'm doing, to give you an example, I've been trying to read a little bit more lately. Yes, read books. It's something that I've debated the pros and cons of in a modern world where information just moves so fast. But I'm trying to read a little bit more, number one, to get better at my speaking in English and in other languages, reading books in English, Spanish, Portuguese, you know, the whole nine yards, to try to improve my pronunciation, to improve my speaking in all of these languages, including English, which is my native language. And I find that it is really tough to sit there and just read even 10 pages of a book without getting like anxious thinking. I'm getting like FOMO. Does that make sense? I get like FOMO thinking, oh my God, like why, why are like, what else is happening out there in the world? You know, why can't I scroll to the next person or the next picture? I cannot sit there and just read calmly and just do something calmly because I think that I need to be moving faster. I think that something else needs to be coming up in my, in my feed, if I can put it that way. And I think that this is very dangerous. Like I said, it's a nuanced topic. I think there are pros and cons to living in a fast-paced world. There are pros and cons to wanting information fast. I don't have an issue with certain people who say, I don't read books. I'm not going to read books anymore. But this is just one example. Like my brain now has become kind of like a monkey brain. Now I say monkey brain. 
I use that term loosely. I don't have any scientific evidence to really support this. But essentially, like what I mean by that is my brain just wants to jump from one thing to the next all the time. And I'm not in a calm place if I'm just sitting there doing one thing for 15, 20, 30 minutes, an hour at a time. Uh, maybe early in the morning, for whatever reason, early in the morning, between, between 5 and 8 a.m. roughly, I'm sitting there, you know, meditating, reading a little bit before I get into my day, then I can do it. I can kind of do it at that time. But outside of that, once we get past 8 a.m., especially if I've already opened up the app, does that make sense? Like once I've been on Instagram at one point during the day, then my brain is in Instagram mode the whole rest of the day. And I really think that for a lot of us, all of the negative impacts, you could say all of the negative impacts that these social networks have particularly the ones like Instagram, TikToks that are just fast-paced, short videos, boom, boom, more things coming up in your feed. For me right now, I feel like the worst effect is just this not being able to sit and do one task. Like I get like a sense of FOMO. I get a fear of missing out by just sitting there and doing one thing for 10 to 15 minutes as if I'm going to miss the whole world, as if all the whole world's going to pass me by and I'm going to miss a thousand opportunities. (laughs) Because I sat there and read a book for 15 minutes. Something to reflect on, folks. Welcome to 2023. This is the world we live in. Lots of pros and cons of this social media. Let's try to use it well. Talk again soon. Love y'all. Peace.